Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Freedom Friday Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the date. July 8th, 20, I was going to say 19 something. Anyways, 2016. It's the Medela effect. You I went guess. back in time. I went, I went to 1918. <laughs> and changed. Or 1916. Hello. Am I even here today? 1916. Wow. See, it's CERN. It's messing with your brain. It's your uh, your Rick James Bible. That's the problem. Okay, anyway, it's Friday the 8th. Did you, everybody get the free ebook, Demons in Our Marriage Bed? <laughs> See, now I'm talking like you. Demons in My Marriage Bed. A True Story of Spiritual Warfare. Did everybody get that free ebook? It ran from July 4th to today, the 8th. Everybody get that? I hope so. If not, we will hold the promotion again later on in the year. Speaking of books, Amazon, who is the you know premier bookseller of the world. I mean, there's nothing bigger. If you're not on Amazon, you're you know you're missing out. You're you're in a world of hurt. <laughs> we have several books. Well, all our books are on Amazon, but. Um, Several of them are exclusive. One is Demons in a Marriage Bed, and the other one is Eyes to See Unseen Enemies. And the way Amazon works for book writers and stuff, if you give them exclusive rights to it, then you can do promotions like this giveaway we just did. And you can do several. You can advertise on advertise on Amazon and things like that. If you don't give them exclusive rights, they just bury you, and you never, <laughs> no one ever hears from you, right? So they really have a monopoly on all this stuff, and they're really pushing a lot of the little guys out of the business. So, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies, um, I tried to run an advertisement on Amazon for that book, and it was absolutely fascinating that um, they came back and they said, well, congratulations, your your ad's been approved, right? And the ad is a picture of the book, and you, know, you have to do the description and everything like that. Your ad's been approved for Amazon.com website yep their main website and it doesn't mean you're going to get seen it just it's a bidding process you put x amount of money on there and uh you bid against other people that have thousands of dollars hundreds of dollars to advertise so Mm -hmm. you just get buried anyway but if you get clicks if someone actually clicks on your link to look at your book you know you pay x amount of money in our case it's like 50 cents a click so if no one clicks, you don't pay anything. That's how it works. It's a, it's a bidding war, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get advertised. So that's that's what I mean. So they said, well, congratulations, you're on the Amazon.com website to be advertised. However, we had to reject your book on Kindle readers. Now get this. On the ebook. Now get this. And they made no bones about it. Here's the reason why. Your book addresses Christianity. Yep, that's what you heard. Quote, unquote. Your book addresses Christianity. Because of that, it was rejected from the Kindle reader because it's offensive. It could be offensive. So it said, for further, look up their policy. So I look up their policy, and sure enough, they have... Um, you know, certain standards, you know, obviously you can't have graphic content and you can't sell drugs and you can't do this and do this. But on the Kindle reader stuff, because they don't want to offend anybody, they have all these weird, crazy rules. I mean, you can't talk about weight loss, um, how to make money or get out of debt and stuff because you're going to offend people who 
who are in debt or who are fat. Who, who have spending problems, yeah, or you know, eating issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. And um, But one of the things is religion. You can't uh, talk about any kind of religion. So it says all religion, not just Christianity. I mean, it doesn't name it specifically, but it says all religion, any kind of religion stuff. So um, anyway, so that's why. And I think that uh, was quite fascinating to show uh, the times we live in, uh, where we've come, you know, as yeah. a nation or, you know, these companies. I mean, there was a day that... You know, that would be unheard of. But um, anyway. It was just shocking. It was. I remember when you told me that, I had those, I had to read it myself. Yes. In fact, that po- I didn't believe you, but it was like, I, I got to see this for myself. Yeah, because I, I've, I've heard other people say, uh, well, we got rejected for this, for Christianity, because we're Christian. And they assume things. They assume it didn't, you know, get put forward because it's Christian. But this is not an assumption. They absolutely told me up front. Yeah. Quote unquote, your book addresses Christianity. That's why. Pretty pretty amazing stuff. Um so what are you gonna do? I mean that's the world you live in. Um if I if I wrote a book about a pink dinosaur, not a purple one, but a pink dinosaur named uh Pinky and it uh, hatched an egg in an unknown world, and it met some friends, some little kids, and they helped it get back to its dinosaur reality through the Mandela effect. Then I could be advertised, and um, you know, it would sell to, as a children's book. But you're actually trying to expose unseen enemies within a, a Christian context, and that's offensive. Or it could be offensive. I don't know. I have I have no idea. I hate this place that we live in. <laughs> I absolutely do. I hate this world. I hate everything with this world. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I this show is very um, hard to do. A lot of times, it's very toxic because you have to you have to study all the news and look at stuff. But I just I just felt you know when we first started doing this that we had to talk. About the perilous times, we had to talk about the evil. We had to expose the evil to the light. We had to show people what exactly was going on so they they knew where they were at in time, that their time is short. I mean, we absolutely believe that. There's many others who believe that, that we are living in a very short time. I don't know how short. I wish I I wish I could tell you that. Yeah. But no one knows the day or the hour. I don't really know how that looks like when it all ends, but the times we are heading globally in a direction that's not positive. Mm-mm. It's it, it's and I know historically these things are cyclic. You go through dark periods and periods of light, but this is a very dark period. It's hard for me to imagine that it, it, it will ever come out of that dark period into a, a period of, of enlightenment. We've already been there and done that. Um, that it's the close of the age, the messianic age. That's just what we believe. Where do we get this stuff? We get, we get it from the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Where do the scriptures get it? They got it from Jesus of Christ of Nazareth. So that's where we're getting this stuff from. And so it's kind of like warn people about what's going on in their culture in their world, in their towns, in their politicians, in their education system, in their philosophy, in their society, warn them about the evil and the perilous times. And since we've been doing this show, since we've been doing Kapow Radio since the end of 2011, that's when we started it. Gosh. Yeah, you know, at, it was like October, November of 2011. So you can almost say 2012. 
you know, we've been doing it a few years. You know, it it has gotten darker and darker. It has not. It hasn't gotten better or just stayed the same. Like, oh, we're just talking about the news all the time and nothing really happens. It's getting worse and worse. And there is a demonic horde out there. Yep. There, I, I am not lying to you folks. They're all over the place. They are just influencing, oppressing, oftentimes controlling and possessing a great deal of, of a person. Yeah. If not in total control of the person, they're controlling a lot of their thoughts and actions, whether they realize it or not. They're all over the place. And if you're a Bible-believing Christian and you're out there, you will see humans that are being influenced by entities. You can see it in their eyes. You can see it the way they look at you because if you're walking in the spirit, they know who you are. They know the spirit that's in you. Yep. And you can see the way they look at you, the way they stare at you, the, the the look in their eye. And I've heard from other believers, and it's happened to us, it's happened to Marcos, it's happened to a lot of other believers, where there are days they feel like, like they're being attacked physically, like these demons want to run them over. Mm-hmm. They almost get in near car crashes. They want to destroy you. And f- yes, in fact, today... I am not lying to you. Miss Kapow and I today had three separate incidents within like two hours mm-hmm. where a driver almost backed right into us. Not hit us going forward, backed into yep. our car. Three se- and it was unbelievable. Yep. In fact, there and there was a, a Corvette in front of us and I said six 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 on it. Yes, I, I told Miss Capago, look at that license plate. It was a Nevada plate. It had some numbers and the, and the letters, and then the last were six six six. I said, can you imagine having that on your plate? Well, do you know that that car went to the same lot we did, stopped in the middle of the the driveway. Yep. I mean, for no reason, just stopped. And I was right behind him, and then just parked real weird, pulled over, and just stayed there. Yep. Didn't get out, didn't do anything, and then we went and did our business. We came back, and it, then it drove off. Yeah, coincidence? Weird. Who knows? I, I don't know, but it's just odd. It's just odd. So you know, Paul, you know, put your tinfoil hat on. You know, whatever you want to do, go hunker down in your house and watch signs. I'm just telling you, this is yeah. This, yeah. It's my opinion. All right, it's my opinion. But I do think there are demonic hordes everywhere. You could see it in the news. We're, we're news hounds. Mm-hmm. We're looking at this junk every day. And I can see it just, man, we're just going, going to a place that's very, very bad. Do you have hope? Of course you have hope. Amen. You never give up your hope. Not that this place gets better, but your hope that you are saved from the evil. That's right. Your salvation is not in here or in your career. It's not even in your religion. It's not in your church. It's not in the music you listen to. Your salvation is in Christ. Christ Jesus of Nazareth. That's right. All right? That's where your hope is. That's where your salvation is. And we're in the messianic age, and at the end of that age, it's going to consummate. That's right. And he's going to take us from all this stuff. Amen. And we will be uh, rewarded. Looking forward to that. Exactly. Exactly. I am looking forward to that. And we will be rewarded with 
rewards according to how we operated in those gifts he gave us and in walking in the spirit and what we've done for his mission and commission to help others break away from this darkness. Amen. And that's enough preaching for today. Thank you. Good night. Hey, 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 hey. I get to say what I wanted to say. Okay. So now Miss Kapow is going to give you the word of God. And then we're going to talk about several stories. There's a couple of good um, Islamic Muslim stories that I'm going to open up with. Um, Very interesting. Uh, One has to do with hummus. I love hummus. Yes. Well, this guy who loves Allah, he loved hummus too. He loved hummus a lot. There's a story behind that. Allah causes a panic in a bar. That's right. Allah caused there a panic in the bar. There were two guys here in the bar. Yeah. One said to the other, Allah, I like your hummus. <laughs> actually, they were unrelated, but they do have Allah in common. And then you have um, One World Obama. He's a globalist. This story's kind of boring for most people, but it's important that you know that the people running this country are globalists. They want a one world government. Government. They want government cheese for everybody. And then I love this story. I love this story. There is a certified, trained, certified psychiatrist, a medical doctor who has training in psychoanalysis, trained at Harvard. He's not an idiot. And guess what he believes in? Demons. He believes in demonic possession and demonic influence on people. And he's seen it over 25 years of practice. And there's a lot of his peers and other people who are now marginalizing this guy and saying he went wacko because he wrote a book on it. Mm -hmm. But he's actually saying there's something out there that goes beyond clinical psychiatry. (laughs) And I told him, dude, I could have told you that 50 years ago. Well, he's seeing it now. That's good. That is good. That is good. And then... I think most people may be aware that the Pentagon has now authorized transgender soldiers. Yep. I don't think that's a good thing. I think that can only be a bad deal when you're catering to a certain amount of people based on their gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's a lot to it, but uh, we're now going to have transgender soldiers and... Um, they're trying to work this stuff out. I just think it's... Uh, it's not good. No, I mean, because you got people who already have a mental illness. I mean, there's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And now you're yeah, going to put them in the military yeah. and do things. I just, it just... it's. Well, you're training them to fight, training them to shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Paper cuts. You can get paper cuts in the Pentagon, too. Oh, yeah. That looks bad. Staples. Yeah. So do you want to give the scripture... Well, yeah, and I do. so I can take a breath here. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to read from Isaiah. Chapter I like the way five. you said that. You said it in a very um, uh, Walter Vyth way. Yeah. Isaiah. Yeah. <laughs> Isaiah five twenty through twenty five, and it says, "Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil." That put darkness for light and light for darkness. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. 
Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine, and might, and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward, and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Therefore, as the fire devours the stubble, and the flame consumes the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness, and their blossom shall go up as dust. Because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts, and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people, and he has stretched forth his hand against them, and has smitten them. And the hills did tremble, and their carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Amen. Thank you for that. Okay, before we get started, we are going to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back. All right. I don't know what all this fuss is about, about these pestilence. I think the scientists are doing a great job. Clueless? In the dark? Uh, I think the government's doing a good job. Have no idea what is really going on? I have an app for that. Kapow Radio Show app for iPhone and iPad. Kapow Radio Show app for Android. Get the app. Get a clue. Hey, Vinny. I love politicians. I think they've got my best interest in mind. Get the app. Get a clue. FifthHookMedia.com Okay, we're back from the commercial break. Yay. All right, Alice. Alice. Ola. Ella, Ola. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? The moon god. Allah's panic in a bar. It's a very bizarre story. It is. It really is. And I'll tell you why after I give you the rundown here. This is in, um, I forget where it was at. Anyway, there's a 20-year-old kid, 21-year-old guy. And he caused all kinds of panic at an Iowa restaurant when he jumped up on the bar. He yelled at everyone to be quiet. So everybody hushed. And they went, what? What does this guy want? Mm-hmm. I mean, he jumps on a bar. I know. And there's Very video annoying. of it. There's pictures. It's kind of like one of those kind of cool hip bars. You know, it says it's a restaurant, but it, it looks like a bar bar. Yeah. Know? So he jumps up on the, on the bar and he yells at everybody, hey, quiet. And then they all look up at him like, what, what, what? And you know what he says? He says, Allah is the only one true God. Yes, smack that guy. Right? <laughs> well, you know what they did? The patrons. It was a horse woods restaurant in Caldwell, Idaho. Hmm. Is where it happened. Originally, it said Iowa, Iowa restaurant. Now I'm reading that it's in Idaho. So I don't know if it's Idaho or Iowa. It, I guess it, it changes. It, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Mandela came and changed it in the last five minutes. That Mandela keeps just creeping around everywhere. <laughs> but the patrons immediately fled the room. They ran through every door. Sheesh. They left their purses. This is how panicked they were. They left their cell phones oh, on the table. Yeah. See, that's a bad sign. You know you're scared of Allah mm-hmm. when that happens. So this idiot causes this panic. I mean, I think if he would have yelled fire, no one would have ran. But he ran. He, but he was ranting about Allah being the one true God. Okay, so they all split. So he was wearing a backpack. Oh, this, that's another thing that'll do it. Yeah, he's wearing a backpack. So they thought it was a bomb. 
there were also rumors he had a gun. His name is Ralmanzo Bell. Ralmanzo. That's a weird name. R-A-L-M-A-N-Z-O-W. That's a bizarre name. Mm. Ralmanzo. My name is Ralmanzo. They call me Ralmai. What the heck? I don't know. His last name is Bell. He wasn't declaring a terrorist attack. He was merely drunk, said authorities. Police were on scene within minutes. But the bartenders, these these guys had some nerve. Mm -hmm. These bartenders were, were awesome. They already had this guy under control. There was a bartender named Christopher Azuna. This guy's a hero. Yeah, definitely. In, in my opinion. Christopher Azuna ripped Bell's backpack off of him and immediately began to run. This guy, this bartender, thought there was a bomb in there. He says, uh, he says all this is going on real fast, and I'm just trying to get him away. So Azuna, the bartender, ran into a nearby alley with a backpack. He was scared something was going to be inside of it. People were telling him, throw the bag, don't care it, throw it. And you know what he says? He goes, but you know, I'm trying to get it as far as away as possible. You know better, it's better that I would get blown up than 100 people. Oh. Now, that, that's, that's a pretty stand-up guy. Yeah. That's a stand-up guy. You know what I mean? Uh, and then staff members tackled this kid to the ground and they held him until the popo arrived. And uh, they were just saying instincts kicked in, you know. We didn't know what to do at that moment. It just kicked in. So they uh, restrained him. And then um, what they found in his backpack was a bunch of booze. There was no gun. There was no bomb. Just a bunch of booze and all that stuff. And, um, of course, he scared the heck out of everybody. And he was charged with disorderly conduct. That's it? Yeah, well, yeah. What are you going to do? Disorderly conduct? What are you going to charge him with? And the case was sent to the FBI just to look at this guy. There's a reason why he said that. You know, who knows why he said that? Uh, so the FBI is going to look at that. But here's what I found um, the hook to this story. Here's what I found very weird. That when he sobered up, when this kid sobered up, he said that he was shocked at his own behavior. Yeah, that is odd. How could you not know that you were going to do that? I mean... It's possible he was just super blasted, you know. But you'd still have some kind of a memory. Yes, and then what went through your head to jump on the bar and claim Allah as the one true God, Mm -hmm. you know, under a drunken stupor like that. Uh, But I thought it was an interesting statement uh, for a 21-year-old kid to then sober up and say, I, 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 I was shocked. You know, when when they told him what happened and what he did, he was like, I, that... I don't know why I did it. Yeah, I don't know why I did it. Very interesting. Is it possible alcohol-induced mind control? Is it possible that he's demonized? Obviously, to, to use the name Allah, I, you know, there's a lot of possibilities here. Very strange. Very strange to do that in public. I think he was fortunate, too. Yeah. That he he there wasn't an armed citizen in the restaurant, um, or the bartenders didn't just whoop him up mm-hmm. pretty good. Oh, yeah. I think he was pretty fortunate. Uh, armed citizen in the restaurant may have took action mm-hmm. and shot the poor devil dead. Uh, it could have happened. Very dangerous thing to do in Stupid. today's America. All right. 
Okay, mm-hmm. speaking of Allah, do you know Allah? Allah lovers like their hummus because they are a religion of peas. <laughs> Get it? I like that one. That was very clever. A religion of peas, P-E-A-S, peas, because hummus is made out of chickpeas. Yeah. I shouldn't have to explain the joke to you folks. <laughs> religion of peas. I found that clever. It's not original. Some comment guy said that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very good. Okay. There was an argument over hummus. And that, there usually is. There is. a very is. contentious uh, um, arg- um, subject. There is. I mean, some people like their fire red hummus mm-hmm. with a little spice to it. And other people just want their, you know, plain hummus with mm-hmm. crackers. If you get those two people in the room Ugh. and you mix it with Allah. Fireworks. Mm-hmm. You have shootings. Well, this idiot was fighting with his dad or family over hummus. Okay. <laughs> this is in Cincinnati. He shot two people. And one of those one of those people was a sheriff deputy, a female sheriff deputy. He shot in the gut. Yeah. With an AK forty seven style rifle. I don't know what caliber it actually was because they can't find the rifle anywhere. Hmm. You know some of the family members somewhere around there have it of course uh but he shot a sheriff deputy and he shot his father in the hand oh there you have it because he wouldn't give up the hummus why is this important why is this important brother kapow why are you telling me this story because his name is mohammed lagoe (laughs) mohammed lagoe he's a muslim he looks like a Muslim. He has that whole Muslim head about him. The Muslim beard, the Muslim eyes, the Muslim face. Yep, very Muslim. And he wants his hummus. So, Mohammed Lahuli, he's 19 years old. He's accused of shooting his father and a deputy. And then he led the police on a seven-hour manhunt. Can you believe that? Yeah, he was yeah. indicted on 10 charges, including aggravated attempted murder. Oh, now, here's what happened. A bullet that he, one of the bullets that he shot went through the house he was in, went to his neighbor's house, into his neighbor's house, in his, the neighbor's child's bedroom, so went scary. through the bedroom, went through a, um, like a dresser drawer, hit a metal object and ricocheted and like landed in a chair or something. It is. So it had to be a high-powered high powered rifle. It probably was an AK-47. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the neighbor said his son and some friends were playing in that very room about 30 minutes prior. Oh, isn't that scary? That, I think that's scary. Yep. The neighbor made the comment to his wife. He says, man, that sounded like gunshots that were like literally in the apartment. And this guy lives in an apartment a few doors down from the Lahuis, mm-hmm. from Muhammad. So the neighbor heard this gunfire. He witnessed all this commotion. But uh, he stayed indoors, which was smart. And the kid was eight years old. Mm. Um, and there's a bullet hole in this guy's house. 
Yeah. Pretty scary stuff. I'll see. So while they were looking for this guy, he uh, he shot a deputy the whole bit, and it was all about the hummus. All about the hummus. See, that's because the hummus was his god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the guy's gun that he used, legally purchased. So, once again, he's facing um, a maximum of 68 years in prison. Hmm. Over hummus. That's stupid. Over hummus. So, Allah, Allah go crazy. All I know is hummus. Okay, I don't like this guy, this Obama guy. Really? I had no idea. No, I don't like him. He's a socialist. He's a Muslim. He's a Satanist. See, but yeah, uh, had you not tell me, told me that? You would I, never I, know. No. He's mm-hmm. a very worst president we've ever had. He should have never been elected president. Um, he's not even a citizen. Do I need to go on? You I'm can a birther. You like. Obama is a globalist. And this is from the New York Times. It says, Obama will need his oratory powers... Because you know he has super oratory powers. Did you did you watch the video of him in that 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 crazy Hillary mm-hmm. um, and the campaign trail? Oh, I heard it. And he says uh, he says if, if you're voting for the other side uh, because of economics, he's just flapping around. This is this mouth is flapping in the wind, stuttering. He had no teleprompter. Yeah, well, but he has oratory powers. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I just detest this guy. <laughs> I I do, I do, I just and his whole the whole socialist regime. Yeah. Good night. What a bunch of kooks. Okay, Obozo. That's his real name, President Obozo. He's uh, he's traveled to North Carolina with uh, what's her face. Cankles. Cankles, hill dog. And uh, he's going to Europe. And he's going to press an argument that could define foreign policy in the next six months of his presidency. That's all he has left. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just go golf? I know. Like you always do. Just go hide and eat your hummus and golf. But no, he's got to make one last stand. Yep, I know. Go away already. Okay, so here's what he's going to press. That Americans and Europeans must not forsake... They're open, interconnected societies for the nativism and nationalism preached by who? Donald J. Trump. And of course, you know, Britain's uh, Brexit people. Yeah. It says, few presidents have put more faith than Mr. Obama in the power of words to persuade audiences to accept complex ideas. Whether it is the morality of a just war or the imperfect nature of American society, yet countering the anti-immigration and anti-free trade slogans in this election year, he will require all his oratory skills Wow! to convince people otherwise. Of course. Now, he road-tested his little pitch. See, over the last two weeks. So instead of sitting in the White House doing what he was elected to do, to be yeah. a president, he's running around with cankles. I don't think that should be right. I really don't. I think well, that should be against the that's law. That's a conflict of interest, I think. What does a, what does a sitting president have to do with, with anybody running for his job yeah. and then endorsing that? Can you imagine if you worked at a regular job 
You know, I, I work for a police department and I'm on the promotional list for lieutenant, right? Mm-hmm. And there's there's another competitor, two other competitors. And the chief of police is now running around with that other competitor, yucking it up. So well, I endorse this guy. Mm-hmm. I think you'd have a lawsuit on your hands. Yeah. But not in politics. So big ears and, 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 and no ankles, they're running around together. He, he road tested his little pitch. In two very friendly venues. One is Silicon Valley, because they, they love, you know, mm-hmm. they love all that stuff. And Canada. Or? Canada. Yes. And now he's going to take the case to North Carolina, which he did with, with Hillary. It's a swing state. And it has been hit hard by the forces of globalization. And then he's going to take it to a NATO meeting in Poland. And here's the catch. Here's, this is what he wants to do. The alliance members will grapple with the effects of Britain's vote to leave the European Union. Union, I mean, Brexit. He wants to unite everybody under NATO. Mm-hmm. That's his whole his deal. His agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's his whole deal. And um, see, Hillary reversed her previous position on the uh, trans. Pacific Partnership, the TPP. Yeah. She was against that at first, and now she's turned it. Backpedaling. Right, yes. Yeah. But see, it's free trade and all that stuff. Very, Mm. very, very political right now. Yep. So now, Obozo's making a valiant, a a valiant, a valiant attempt to build support for freer trade. Mm -hmm. He's trying to do all this stuff. Right? But what he's trying to do is get everybody... Globalized under NATO, under the agreement. Let's all just be one. Let's um, let's not let's not have this nationalism. Let's not have this this nativism. You know, let's not be separate like this. This Trump guy wants. You know, let's let's just be all one and sing kumbaya and accept my mark of the beast. That's right. There you go. I know, boring as heck, but you just need to know what this guy's doing. Okay, I think so. While, while we're all asleep. You know, he's doing stuff and he never quits doing things. Does he? Nope. I want to talk about the psychiatrist. This is it. This interests me a lot more than than Obama. It really does. This guy, his name is Richard Gallagher. Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Gallagher. Gallagher. He's a board-certified psychiatrist. He's also a professor of clinical psychiatry at New York Medical College. He's Harvard-trained, by the way. He's at work on a book about demonic possession in the United States. What? I know. This is a rare guy. This is rare. And um, like I said, he's taking some heat over this. Here's what he writes. He said in the late 80s, he was introduced to a self-styled satanic high priestess. Hmm. She called herself a witch. She dressed the part. She had flowing dark clothes, black eye shadow around her temples. In many discussions, she acknowledged worshiping Satan as his queen. Right? Mm. He says, I'm a man of science and a lover of history. After studying the classics at Princeton, I trained in psychiatry at Yale and in psychoanalysis at Columbia. Not a dumb guy, is he? Nope. That background is why a Catholic priest had asked my professional opinion 
which I offered pro bono about whether this woman was suffering from a mental disorder. I think that's interesting that a Catholic priest had asked a psych- psychiatrist opinion okay. about this person. Like, okay. is she just mentally ill or what before I deal with her? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this was at the height of the national panic about Satanism. You remember that, that McMartin school case yeah, in California? I do remember All that. stuff, yeah. So he says, I was inclined to skepticism, but my subject's behavior exceeded what I could explain with my training. Really? Hmm. And here's what he says. He says, she could tell some people their secret weaknesses, such as undue pride. She knew how individuals should never known had died, including my mother and her fatal case of ovarian cancer. So in other words, she had like a spirit of divination in it, right? Mm -hmm. She had a spirit of Python. Six people later vouched to me that during her exorcisms, plural, they heard her speaking multiple languages, languages, including Latin, completely unfamiliar to her outside, um, to, to her outside of her trances. So she's speaking a known language, mm-hmm. right? So he says this was not psychosis. It was what I can only describe as paranormal ability. I concluded she was possessed. Much later, she permitted me to tell her story. Mm. So that's how this guy got his start. So he's been doing this for 25 well, you know, years. I'm glad. I mean, you know, the, 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 that he was open to that. So yes. Like, you know, eh. You know yes. Because there's a lot of people that can get help that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of just dismissing it mm-hmm. and going, well, I've never seen something like this, but she's obviously making this up and her mind is so strong that she's speaking Latin when she doesn't know it. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. He says, the priest who had asked for my opinion of this bizarre case was the most experienced exorcist in the country at the time. He was a sensible man. And I told him that even as a practicing Catholic, I wasn't likely to go in for a lot of hocus pocus. Well, he replied, unless we thought you were not easily fooled, we would hardly have wanted you to assist us. So good for the the priest also for engaging this guy. So began an unlikely partnership for the last two and a half decades over several hundred consultations. I've helped clergy with multiple denominations and faiths to filter episodes of mental illness, which represent the overwhelming majority of cases from literally the devil's work. He says, it's an unlikely role for an academic physician, but I don't see these two aspects in my career in conflict. The same habits that shape what I do as a professor and psychiatrist, open-mindedness, respect for evidence, and compassion for suffering people, led me to aid in the work of discerning attacks by what I believe are evil spirits, and just as critically, differentiating these extremely rare events from medical conditions. Hmm. My goodness. It'd probably be a very interesting book, Mm -hmm. you know? As long as it's not based on religion, Amazon won't reject them. It is possible to be a sophisticated psychiatrist and believe that all or believe that evil spirits are, however, seldom assailing humans. Most of my scientific colleagues and friends say no because of their frequent contact with patients who are deluded about demons. 
their general skepticism of the supernatural, and their commitment to employ only standard peer-reviewed treatments that do not potentially mislead. It's a definite risk or harm vulnerable patients. But careful observation of the evidence presented to me in my career has led me to believe that certain extremely uncommon cases can be explained no other way. Wow. And it goes on and he talks about the Vatican. He talks about the rise in exorcism. Yeah, we read that a lot. We have anyway. He says all the priests that he's meeting, he says the demand for exorcisms are rising. He says the United States is home to about 50 stable exorcists. Those have been designated by bishops to to do this kind of thing. Um, and he goes on and he gives stats about all this stuff, about how some places are even doubling the number. You know what's sad is that they're only addressing the Catholic Church, not saying anything about, you know. Yeah, yeah, about <laughs> any, churches or yeah, about, like that. you know, real, I don't like to use the word exorcism, real... Um, Deliverance ministry. De- deliverance ministry and the casting, the casting away of these things. Akbaloing them nasty things. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, right? So uh, he believes that he's seen the real thing. He says assaults upon individuals are classified either as demonic possessions or as the slightly more common but less intense attacks usually called oppressions. Mm-hmm. He says a possessed individual may suddenly, in a type of trance, voice statements of astonishing venom and contempt for religion while understanding and speaking various foreign languages previously unknown to them. Mm. The subject might also exhibit enormous strength or even the extraordinary rare phenomenon of levitation, even though he says he's not witnessed levitation himself. But half a dozen people I work with vow that they've seen it in the course of their exorcisms. He or she might demonstrate hidden knowledge of all sorts of things, like how a stranger's loved one died, uh, secret sins they've committed, even where people are at a given moment. These are skills that cannot be explained except by special psychic and pre-natural uh, ability. Mm. Or, yeah, or a preternatural ability, excuse me. So he says, I have personally encountered... These rationally inexplicable features along with other paranormal phenomena. My vantage is unusual. As a consulting doctor, I think I have seen more cases of possession than any other physician in the world. Because he recognizes it. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on, he says, most people just suffer from problems of a mental disorder, things like that. Uh, you know, psychosis and pseudo possession and things like that. But he does say there are those out there that you can't explain. Um, and he says, as a man of reason, I've had to rationalize the seemingly irrational questions about how a scientifically trained physician can believe such outdated and unscientific nonsense. As I've been asked, have a simple answer. I honestly weigh the evidence. I have been told simplistically that levitation defies the laws of gravity. And well, of course it does. We are not dealing here with purely material reality, but with a spiritual realm. One cannot force these creatures to undergo lab studies or submit to scientific manipulation. They will also hardly allow themselves to be easily recorded by video equipment, as skeptics sometimes demand. Right? Yep. Um. 
Nor does the church wish to compromise a sufferer's privacy and more than doctors want to compromise a patient's confidentiality. So as a psychoanalyst, a blanket rejection of the possibility of demonic attacks seems less logical and often wishful in nature than a careful appraisal of the facts. As I see it, the evidence for possession is like the evidence for George Washington's crossing of the Delaware. In both cases, written historical accounts with numerous sound witnesses testify to the accuracy. So he's saying, I've seen it. I've tested it. It's real. Mm-hmm. So he's written a book on it. I don't know the name of the book, but it might be pretty good. Interesting, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm, I'm glad that he's out there and yeah. that he's kind of putting his career and his reputation out there. 25 years he's doing, he's saying, hey, there's there's something more to this. Something more to this. Yeah, there's, um, I'm reading something here on Yahoo. Uh, these two people wrote against Mr. Gallagher, and it says, one says, it scares me, considering the fact that as a psychiatrist, he deals with people who have mental illness every day, and if he tells them that they're possessed by demons, he's going to do more damage than good. And the other one says, demon possession can be real. Sometimes, however, other real things are mistaken for demon possession, such as bipolar disorder and depression, etc. Now, I'm under the my personal belief that all that mental illness is, is demonic. demonic. Yes. I'm, I, I agree with you 100%. You know what I mean? I don't separate the two. No. I mean, I think you could have real mental illness if someone got conked in the head or they were deprived of oxygen in yeah, the which womb. Which is trauma, though. You know, things like that. Yeah, it's trauma. Uh, and, and God can heal those those traumas also mm-hmm. um, but for the majority of cases um, no it's it's all demon related same as the majority of illnesses mm-hmm. you know I mean just read the gospel of Mark look at Jesus' ministry right from the start the, the expelling of demonic forces in relation to healing the sick yep it's all the same it's all related so because that's what these things do. They attach. They attach to human bodies. That's right. And they make you sick. Doesn't mean you're possessed. Doesn't mean you're oppressed. It just means they have attached to a part of your body, and they're and they're making that sick. Mm-hmm. All right. That's what they do. They're they're just filthy, nasty creatures. Yep. That's All right. True. Okay. Transgender soldiers. What are we gonna do, Miss Pow? What are we gonna do? This is Washington Associated Press. Hmm. Pentagon, 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 I like your, Pentagon. I like your other word. I know. It's a lazy word. Pentagon. Pentagon ends a ban on transgender troops in the military. Transgender people will be allowed to serve openly in the U.S. military. There you have it. The Pentagon announced last Thursday, ending one of the last bans on service in the armed forces. That's going to be interesting. That's so annoying. Saying it's the right thing to do, Defense Secretary Ash Carter laid out a year-long implementation plan declaring that, quote, Americans who want to serve and can meet our standards should be afforded the opportunity to compete to do so. Our mission is to defend the country, and we don't want barriers unrelated to a person's qualification to serve preventing us from recruiting or retaining the soldier, the sailor, the airman, or Marine. Well, see, you already got a problem there because you already called it an airman. Mm. You may have to be called airwoman or air thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, because now you got these, you can't call it a he or a she. A lot of times they just want to be a they or they're non-binary. 
Exactly. You just call it a non-binary. See, you got all kinds of problems here. Once you cowtown to political correctness. Exactly. Okay, so they want to get the, the, the people who could best complete the mission, right? That's right. Right? Hoorah! <laughs> so under the new policy, by October 1st, that's right around the count, corner. Kana, the corner. Transgender troops already serving, check this out, should be able to receive medical care? What does that mean? It doesn't elaborate, but does that mean that the taxpayers are going to pay for transitioning surgeries and stuff? Sure I, I don't know. Does that what that means? Sure it does. Who else is going to pay for it? I mean... They're not going to pay for it. Well, I know, but well, I mean, why would that be an important sentence to put in here? Transgender troops already serving should be able to receive medical care. If you're a transgender troop and you cut your your hand while peeling potatoes, <laughs> right, in the barracks, would you not receive medical attention? Mm-hmm. Of course you would. So what now, what's the difference under the new policy by October 1st, they're going to receive medical care? To me, that reads that that they're going to Get transitioned exactly on my dime. That's right, and I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. They do that in prison already. They do, California, California. So why wouldn't they do it here? (sighs) The other thing they're going to be able to do is they're going to be able to begin formally changing their gender identifications in the Pentagon's personnel system. There you have it. I think that's just a computer thing, I think. So you're going to go from Paul Villanueva to Paulina Villanueva. Hey, I would make a good Paulina. Yeah, you, you know that. Mm. I can cry. I can cry. At a drop of a hat. A dr- you make me so sad. I hate <laughs> you. I hate you. You're so mean. A year from now, the military services will begin allowing transgender individuals to enlist as long as they meet required standards. Hmm. And check it out. They have to be stable in their identified genders for 18 months. So in other words, you can't be gender fluid. No, so if you're you a dude, pick a side. Pick pick a a side. side. If you're a dude that thinks it's a chick, then you got to stay a chick for the last year and a half. Exactly. You can't go, now I'm a turkey. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a female turkey, you gotta stay right. Well, see, that means also that they're going to do some heavy um, psychiatric mumbo jumbo with you, which is going to cost money as well. Yeah. So all the prices, you know, see how that goes. A lot of money. You got to pay for that. A lot of money for for There's the rainbow no for the rainbow coalition. Uh, Carter's announcement comes despite concerns from senior military leaders. Oh, why listen to these guys? They're just senior leaders. Why listen to them? Their concern is that the department is moving too fast and more time is needed to work through the changes. They're not saying don't do it. They're just saying, let's let's take our time with this. Mm. There's some repercussions here. Mm. He said he discussed the plans extensively with his military leaders and that based on their recommendations, he made adjustments to the timeline. He said he has been told the services now support the timeline. <laughs> Under the new policy, transgender troops... Will receive any. Oh, here it is. Oh, Miss Kapow, I found it. See? I found the nugget I was looking for. Ta da. Rise up and take note. 
Under the new policy, transgender troops, I like that, or TTs, I like to call them TTs, <laughs> transgender troops would receive, drum roll please, any medically necessary care, including surgery. See, I told you. I told you, Jerry. So, medically necessary means if I'm a transgendered woman, I need a transgendered woman part thing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. God bless America. God bless USA. I'm proud to be America. Mm. We should know what's true. Oh, I used to, but now I don't because I don't know if it's a man or a woman. Is that really the lyrics? Are you making them? I I don't know what Lee Greenwood sings or wrote. I just know that they've been playing that song for the last eighteen years. It drives me nuts. Well, I'm a transgender. A lot of my songs. I'm a transgender (laughs) vocalist. I go from. You know, sometimes I'm doing, uh, you know, Cher. I'm singing Cher songs, and next time I'm singing Lee Greenland songs. That's what I do. Yeah, okay. The new rules also give military commanders flexibility, noting that not all transition cases are the same. Commanders will have the discretion to make decisions on a case-by-case basis, including... Oh, that makes me feel better. Oh, check this out, including on job placement. See... See, you know what I mean? So now you're a dude and you, you think you're a woman and you get in there. It's like, well, I can't put this chick in combat or whatever because he's a dude. So I got to give him a... Potatoes. Yeah. Let him let him He's going to build potato, you know, a cushy job and then he can earn his uh, degrees and get a master's degree and everything on taxpayer's dime and then totally transition. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't think so. But... Um, this, this includes discretion on job placement, deployments, training delays, and other accommodations based on the needs of the military mission and whether the service member can perform their duties. Oh, if a woman is transitioning to a man and she says, I identify as a man, then that woman that has transferred, transgendered to a man needs to do a man's duties regardless. See, this is... This is playing both sides of the fence here. Mm-hmm. This is this having is your cake and eating it too. It's the, really? Uh, yeah. It's what I was reading this earlier today. Yes. In the scriptures. Yes. It's exactly what it is. For people coming to the military, the plan says that those with gender dysphoria, a history of medical treatments associated with gender transition, and those who have had reconstruction surgery may be disqualified as military recruits unless a medical provider certifies that they have been clinically stable in the preferred gender for 18 months and are free of significant impairment. And transgender troops receiving hormone therapy must have been stable on their medications for 18 months. Wow. Okay. The policy provides a broad guideline guideline for transgender service members. A broad gay line for transgender service members currently in the military. They will be able to use the bathrooms, housing, uniforms, and fitness standards of their preferred gender only after they have been legally transitioned to that identity. Wow. 
Now, next year, they're going to develop and distribute training guidelines, medical protocols, and other guidance to help commanders deal with any issues or questions about TTs. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Just last July, Carter said he intended to rescind the ban, calling it outdated. He has long argued that the military must be more inclusive to bring in the best and brightest. Really? So a dude who thinks he's a woman and dressed like a woman like uh, the the Brucey boy is the best and brightest? Or Chaz Bono? She's the best and brightest? No, because she's a little overweight. (laughs) That's because they're trying to put on weight so they look like a dude. This this that's really gets my ah, it gets your goat, it? it gets your hummus. Ah, it gets my hummus. <laughs> oh man. Well, at the time, this Carter guy, he ordered a six month study. Wow, six months to include extensive medical and scientific research and discussions with other nations and companies. Oh, for the love of pizza. Oh, yeah. oh for the love of pizza. <laughs> he extended the study because the military wanted more time. Official says he wanted to ensure there was no impact on military readiness. But over time, he became frustrated with the slow progress. And he says, hell with it. Let's do it now. And so October, he's doing it now. Heck, heck with the study. Heck with the study. We've got to do it now. We've okay. got to do it now. Well, this, uh, this representative, Fuck. Mac Thornberry, he's a Republican from Texas, the House Armed Services Committee chairman. Here's what he said. He called the announcement another example of the administration, the Obama administration, right? Mm. Quote, prioritizing politics over policy. Oh, That's all this is. He questioned whether the change would affect military readiness and said the committee will push for answers. Of course, others praised the move as historic. It's historic. The decision, said Eric Belkin, director of the California-based Palm Center think tank, it enhances readiness as well as core values of honesty and integrity, an enormous accomplishment with a durable impact on all service members. Yeah, it's going to have a durable impact, all right. Mm-hmm. I just, it just, it's one thing to do this on your own and you want to be, you want to have gender dysphoria, have at it. It's another thing to have taxpayer money pay for that stuff. Exactly. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness. All it's right. disgusting. Yeah. I just it just really irritates me. It does, and that's uh, that's what uh, I love to do. I love to bring news that is annoying and irritating, <laughs> and to say this is we live in these perilous times, and they're annoying and irritating. You know why? Because Satan is annoying and irritating. Oh, the demonic influence. It's like one of those flies. You know, it's like you have all that sky, that air to fly around in. Yeah. You have all that place right there. No, no. Why do you got to fly right here in my face? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And that's when I get my fly swatter out and I kill it. Exactly. See, from and the, I take great pleasure in that. From the very beginning, <laughs> from the very beginning in the garden, when Satan says, "Did God? Did God say you should not eat of every tree of the garden? Surely thou won't die. He just wants you to open your eyes and be like, mm. Every since he said that, his annoying philosophy, his annoying voice has never stopped. I know. And this kind of crap, spelled C-R-A-P, this kind of crap is that same annoying philosophy 
It's、mm. the same annoying. Surely you, 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 your eyes will be open. You'll be transitioned. It's the same. It never ends. He's、okay. so annoying. So that's why these stories are annoying. That's why all、uh, shooting people over hummus is annoying. That's why all of having panics in a bar is annoying, right? That's why Amazon re- rejecting、uh, the book because it addresses Christianity is annoying. And that's why Obama's annoying. That's right. Right? That's right. why my voice right now to your ear is annoying. Because <laughs> I go annoying. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I drag it out annoying. <laughs> Okay. We're a little I, angry. I'm not angry. I'm hungry. No, There's a difference. I said, we're a little angry. Oh, yeah. There's a difference. I need some,、um, some peanuts and hummus. Hummus. Yeah. Or I'm going to get mad. Say goodnight, Miss Capow. I got to go. Seriously? Yeah, I got to go. <laughs> Ciao, babies. Ciao, babies.